Hello, it's Simply Spitzer here and welcome back to another episode of the podcast Simply Do The Work. And so, I'm going to be honest with you guys, at this point I've kind of lost track of which episode is going to come out when, where, how, because just schoolwork has been hectic, even just on YouTube, just figuring out like what I want to do there is also just something because it's just not gonna get into that but anyways i want to thank you for joining me for this episode today and if you're not yet subscribed to the podcast please do subscribe follow and share the podcast and so i believe it was episode 21 where i spoke about reconciling my faith and sexuality and i did sort of hint at you know there's also been this journey of eggs feeling exiled from the church and I feel like for today's episode, I kind of want to get into that. And so another thing I do just want to say is this is something which I guess I know I feel like I've danced around this topic quite a bit. But the reason why I've always, I was always like hesitant to talk about it because it was always still like a sore spot for me. And also we really didn't know how I felt. And this is basically where I'm at right now. I mean, my views and thoughts are subject to change. I just want to say that. And um, I'll be speaking a lot about my personal experience and how that has really shaped my views on the church as an institution. So when I say church, I'm referring to the church as a whole institution. I'm not necessarily speaking to a specific denomination, though also at the same time, I recognize that most of my experiences are from the evangelical um, church, right? And so... What actually inspired me to actually record this episode now is I'm currently back at home because of the lockdown and clinicals being suspended. I'm currently back at home and when I'm at home, I find myself having to engage a lot more in church activities like watching church services and having conversations about church with my family because they're still very much involved in the church and so that was what that is really what made me really question myself about this topic i think like the last few episodes have really been on the whole like faith and spirituality trip because that's pretty much i guess where i'm at right now in my life and so what i do want to say is i did have a good time right in church right like my experience experiences like i have good positive experiences and you know it really was a helpful place for me like i really did find meaning there like i really enjoyed it like i belonged you know and i think i have said this in previous episodes but it was good until it wasn't basically is what i'm trying to get at and so i knew that the church that i went to wasn't affirming right but because it was a fun place, everyone was friendly, and every weekly service was like a party that kickstarted my week, I still, you know, I stayed. You know, I tolerated even though there were issues that I noticed. And I think what contrasts my last two years of church and like, you know, like the rest of my life or like the previous years of my life is that I chose to be there. You know, growing up, I didn't have a choice about whether or not I'm going to church. It was that thing of if you're under this roof you go into church and you know there were times when it was like um a drag but for the most part i actually enjoyed being at church like i was one of those kids who actually loved being at church like i was always active i was in leadership positions and volunteering since i was like 10 years old like as far back as i can remember and those experiences growing up in church and trying to navigate my faith as an adult right now is what really shaped my decision to leave 
So most of us are aware of the church's racist and queerphobic history. But I don't just know the history, I've experienced these things firsthand. When I was around 12 or 13, my family changed churches from the Black Baptist Church that was like Elokshin to the white Pentecostal church that was in the suburbs. And now we had been attending the Baptist Church for about three years, but the challenge was it was kind of far from where we stay. And so what would happen was if my parents were away for whatever reason, like it would be a struggle to get to church. And mom, my mom didn't want good to when she's gone now, we can't go to church. So then we changed churches to the white church because of the just the proximity to where we stay like it's so close that we could even walk and so when we entered that church um that church i think i didn't mention it was a pentecostal church and um we were like the only black people there at the time like i don't like i don't think i'm even exaggerating we were probably like the first black family to congregate at the church and that was about 2012 2012 2013 around there and so I struggled to make friends when we were there because everyone had their cliques from school and I was like the only person who came from a black school. And I was like also the only person who didn't speak Afrikaans because it was white and Afrikaans. And so the racial dynamics were not cute and they were just dealing with that mess during my formative years definitely did a number on me. Like I remember one specific incident when there was um like a youth group like a youth event right the youth bash and they were inviting many different churches and i remember they even said they organized buses to fetch people from certain churches in the townships and so obviously um the people from the townships are black right and they were like to me like oh yes yeah, so you're gonna be at the welcome table to help welcome these people who become from the townships in case some of them don't know english which looking back was so messed up like first of all they just assumed that um the the black the, people won't know english won't be able to communicate also i wasn't given all like i feel like everyone everyone else on that team they could choose where they want to volunteer but i was told that hey listen you're the only black person here so you're gonna be there at the welcome committee it's like both of them to assume that i'd be able to communicate because also i'm like i'm zulu I'm not very fluent in Sutu and where we stay it's like a predominantly Sutu area so there was no way I was only speaking Sutu to these people but at the time I think I was about 15 years old while I did feel some type of way there was really no way for me to communicate that or express how I was uncomfortable with that I just went with the flow and that's just one of many like um racist or like microaggression whatever you want to call it incidences at that church but it didn't just stop there and I think the thing that did make me finally stop was um, like the homophobia, especially the following year when I was like 60. And that's when I really started like confronting my sexuality. So I remember this one specific night we were in the church chapel. I remember it was like, it was the Thursday thing was that it was the Thursday evening for youth group, right? So what they did that night is they split it. They said, okay, boys, we go, the boys are going to the chapel. And I think they said the girls will stay in the hall. So we were there in the chapel. First of all, I didn't like that it was gendered. I didn't like they were separated by gender. That's something that always used to bother me as a kid, right? Even even in school, how things would be so gendered. And so already there, right? Something I don't like. And I remember they gave us all little pieces of paper and said that we could we should write down um like questions and the pastor's gonna answer them. And I remember in my heart the question I had was 
is it okay to be gay? That is the question I had. But I didn't have the guts to ask it. But clearly I wasn't the only person who had that question because someone did ask that question. And I'll never forget how the pastor just stood there. He opened the question, read out loud, said, no, it's a sin, closed the question and moved on. That was that. He didn't elaborate further. I mean, which I can say, thank God. But still, it's just the dismissive nature of it. That really struck me. That really... Wow, not me getting emotional while thinking about it now. Um, but it really did have an impact on me, especially considering how with the other questions, you know, he attended them with so much love. I remember my first thought was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's a sin. I'm cured. Ha ha ha. No, not the case. And so I kind of stopped going. And I remember just using school as an excuse to like, remember parents say, well, I'm like, oh no, I have these assignments, I have, which wasn't a lie. Like, honestly, plus that, like, that year was just, it was a lot for me. Like, <laughs> that year was a lot. So this isn't a sob fest. I'm not going to get into that. But I think I have spoken in a previous episode, I'm not sure which one, about how there was a period where I didn't have a church until I eventually found Hillsong but then you know I realized that actually Hillsong is not as affirming as they'd like you to believe you know it's very much come as you are right that's the message but if you want to be in leadership if you want to be on the stage if you're queer that's not going to do it right it's very much I think they do recognize how it would be a bad marketing move for them to be upfront with how conservative they actually are. And so that is, you know, a run through of my story. And you might be asking, okay, I hear all that, but why did you leave? And these are kind of my reasons. And, you know, I was hoping just to start with my story, sort of give us my point of view, and also recognize that my story is one of many. You know, and not only have I been processing the trauma of my experience, but as mentioned in previous episodes, the issues go beyond my personal story, right? I also recognize that my story is like, my experience isn't necessarily the worst, right? I know people have experienced worse, they've experienced much more violence. And I think another thing that motivated me to leave was I had to leave before, before it got worse, before the violence I experienced got worse. And so... I've listed down, I think, like five reasons here why I left the church. And so first, that I realized that church institutions, many of them are complacent to racism and uphold white supremacy. I think I do have a podcast episode from last year where I talk about how the church's silence with regards to Black Lives Matter is very loud and very deafening, right? It was literally... I'm not not just talking internationally, but even like in South Africa specifically, it was very few churches, right? Obviously, right, the black people, it's like you'd expect them to speak up against injustice against their people. But like the white pastors were silent, even pastors of so-called multiracial churches, they weren't stepping up. Or if they were, they were saying atrocious things like like i can't remember which pastor this was but some pastor remember trying to reframe white privilege as a white blessing and i was just like it's because of the history like um (laughs) the history the racist history of the church could literally be its own video so i'm not going to go into too much of that but i think if i if you do want to um know about that um i'm currently listening to the origins stamped from the beginning the origins of racist ideas in america by um ibram x kendi and it's a long book not gonna lie 
But in that book, that's where I learned about how there's a lot of terminology that's used by Christians and in the church that actually has racist origins. I'm not going to get into that because I could, I'll go on a whole entire tangent. But then, secondly, is the queerphobia. As I mentioned, right, in youth group, they used to split things according to gender, which for me, being non-binary, that would cause a lot of discomfort because it's like, um, why am I being forced to be with these boys? Why... Or even I remember like having like, you know, when I had friends who were girls, like some of when I'd be separated, I'd be like, okay, now I have no friends. And it's just, you know, there was that aspect and even the whole aspect of how everything is so heteronormative in the church, you know. I've noticed that especially like with like when I was at Hillstone, I noticed something a lot that if they're gonna ever talk on sexuality, they would it's almost like they would intentionally avoid um like talking about gay by like you know um relationships outside of heterosexuality it's like they would always dance around and making sure they do not get that but sometimes sorry about that but sometimes you know you you could get like it's like they they try to say what they try to say without saying it blatantly but like if you're sitting there and you're part of the the community you know that okay this is kind of directed at me or you kind of you realize that this is not a safe space like i remember my body used to physically react like when it was time to go to church i would physically get anxious and me at that time being so like um fired up for jesus you know as they say i was like oh no devil be gone the devil's trying to keep me away from going to church until i think it was last year no it had to be the year before uh this pandemic has kind of warped my concept of time, but I think, yeah, it was 2019 when I started being introduced to the idea of religious trauma and how our bodies physically react to spaces where it doesn't recognize it's safe. And so probably, you know, that anxiety I was feeling was my body's reaction to, oh no, we're going to that place. I think my body knew around like half past four, because I used to attend the five o'clock service. My body was like, oh no, we're going back to that place. And so my body was literally in fight or flight mode and i was like ignoring that part of my body or like trying to what is the term they like like you know like like christianity they like saying you need to put your body in submission like this very much villainizing of the body of the flesh but you know i've something to listen to my body and recognize that that is not a safe space for someone who's queer like me and so my third reason is i realized that my attendance and the money that they got from me was kind of incentivizing them to keep doing what they're doing like what why would they stop if i'm still there every week serving right because i used to serve if i'm still there every week giving them money and um growing their vision as you know they so like to say and so in my mind i sort of frame it in a way as kind of like a protest in a way kind of like how you boycott brands and um, celebrities who don't you know agree with the ideals and that's kind of why i'm like you know i'm not gonna go to that place because me doing there which this guy ties into three number four right which i couldn't be part of a system that was hurting people just because they were nice to me right my presence was also showing complacency to the issues that i already mentioned before right it's kind of like i can't it's the same as with um racism or any other issue right just because you don't experience it doesn't mean others doesn't make it okay for you to turn a blind eye right like there are black people who because they've never experienced racism or you know they've never experienced violence because of their race they end up 
you know, supporting and endorsing racist people. And I realized that mm, actually can't fix this place from the inside out, right? It's like a seat at the table politics is just not, it's not the way, right? I need to, it's better if I leave for not only myself, but also for the community at large. That felt like a very important step. And I'm sure, I mean, obviously if you think about it, like, like Hillsong Church, it's a global mega church. Like my absence is not really like, they're probably not going to notice, but if more and more people are empowered, and that's also why I think this is where the call for allies come in, right? Allies also need to start um, leaving the churches, or if you're in there, be loud and make them uncomfortable to continue with their bigotry, whether it is racism, whether it is homophobia, or whatever the case might be. And you know, finally, the last reason why I left is that I found that I no longer believed in a lot of the evangelical Christian theology. To be honest, if I'm being honest, like right now, when it comes to my faith, I feel like I'm in an agnostic point in terms of like, I'm still like, like I still say I'm a Christian, like I still believe in certain Christian ideals and stuff, but I'm in a very much agnostic space. Like I sometimes question like, do I believe this because it's what I believe to be true or because it's what I've only known right like i feel like if i was raised in a different household who had a different belief or religion religion i'd probably believe that to be true some kind of inner state of questioning which would have been really scary to admit if i was still inside the church i feel like when you're in the church it's almost this call to conform to conform to that church's beliefs and ideals right i feel like it's almost like if you're there you need to believe the same things you need to pray the same prayers there's just it's a lot for me like if 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 you've been part of a church tradition you know what i mean and so where i'm at right now so like i mentioned right when i'm at home i participate with church and stuff it's kind of like a respect thing you know i'm kind of being respectful to my parents and also i look at the harm right like that the church isn't all bad right like and so just sometimes you know and i and think and there is certainly good in it like even like i said when i was in it i i saw some good and even now when i'm outside i'm not gonna act up truth and deny that there is some good but now i do engage with it from a distance and i mean i have tried to have conversations with my parents before regarding these issues and how i feel and it it didn't go too well so i feel like right now we kind of like not gonna go there but i have made a promise to myself that you know at next time if something or someone says something that offends me i will speak up because i think the problem was in the past i would just internalize it feel bad and just you know it's kind of like it would the cycle would continue right so so far it's been good it's been chill but you know if a pastor says something homophobic i'm not just gonna sit there and just accept it like gone are those days and so my overall message is if you find yourself in an unaffirming church and you can leave, like if you can, I'd suggest you leave. There's no point in staying. And I'm going to need allies to also leave their racist, sexist, homophobic churches. Like, let them go. You know, I think we definitely can't change the church from the inside out. And if you want to see change, then we have to hit them financially, right? Like if the funds start dropping, if attendance starts dropping, I believe that more than um, 
or let me say i believe that is a key part let me not say more than that but that is a key part in getting churches to change right it's not just um having biblical debates and all that because you can debate back and forth it doesn't really um benefit anyone but especially if you're on the side of the marginalized it just causes you a lot more heartache it really um does number on your mental health it's just it's hence i said if you can leave even though like me me personally and this is just my opinion i don't really care for church reformation that's not like at some point that was something that i was very much um passionate about that's what i thought i was called to do because i want out of that institution but just because i don't want to be in that institution doesn't mean what i'm trying to say is just i don't want to be in that institution but for people who do want to go to church i do want church to at least be a safe space for them right i i do think that People should have the option to know that, hey, if I want to go to church, I can go to this church and I know that I'll be safe in this space. You know, that is what I want, right? And and like I said, my opinions and views might change, you know, but this is currently where I'm at. And so hopefully that made sense. You guys were able to follow and you enjoy this episode. Please do feel free to reach out to me at Simply Sfizzle on Instagram and Twitter, though. I feel like Instagram is where I'm most active. And so, yeah, I'd love to also hear your thoughts on this topic. If you're still in a church or if you've never been in church, like just overall, let me know what you think. And yeah, until I hear from you guys or you hear from me in the next one, I love you so much. Bye, guys. <laughs>